0: Indiana Hoosiers blowout Penn State at home on Thursday evening uh, with one of the best halves of the season in the first half. Unfortunately, it did come with a cost. Rob Guinnessy left the game in that first half with with what appeared to be a fairly serious ankle injury. Couldn't put any weight on it. Uh, So we're going to look back at both the good and the unfortunate bad from that blowout win on Thursday. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, January 27th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for all IU Athletics news, analysis, previews, and As we'll do today, some recaps of uh, IU Men's Basketball's big win over Penn State. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day and more importantly, making it your first listen every day. Uh, We're free and available on all platforms. We are on YouTube. Um, We've been premiering the shows at 7 a.m. to try to get everybody a chance to come together and watch them. Some of you might have missed uh, Thursday's episode previewing this game. That was, apologies, there was an issue where the, uh, honestly, I scheduled the podcast to go up on the wrong day, and I did not notice it until the middle of the day on Thursday. So, my fault if you guys did not see that episode. Hopefully, I've done it right now, and you guys are listening to this uh, on Thursday, Um, and I'll try not to screw up any previews like I did on Wednesday uh in the future but appreciate you guys making us part of your day i'm your host as always jacob Brood. uh if you guys haven't already subscribe to locked on hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts uh you'll get the podcast eventually is what i can say uh but you can follow us on twitter at lo underscore hoosiers i tweeted out that i realized i screwed up and tweeted out a link to it uh from twitter so be sure to follow us over there it was up on time On YouTube as well. So you guys can head over there and listen to it. We're available in enough places that uh, you guys should be able to catch the episodes daily. Let's jump into this one, though, an exciting game, a fun game, even if it did have uh, a bit of uh, injury news mixed into it. But the Hoosiers put forth one of their best halves of the season. Um, There there are very few that could possibly beat this half of the season. Uh, But Indiana beats Penn State on Wednesday, seventy-four to fifty-seven. That isn't even really uh, entirely telling of how dominant Indiana was. They led at halftime, forty-six to seventeen, a thorough, thorough beatdown. They were issuing to Penn State. Um, they at one point had as many points off turnovers as Penn State had points for an extended stretch in that first half could not have asked for a better bounce back performance from the Hoosiers after that frustrating loss to Michigan. We had mentioned that uh, generally this season, the Hoosiers had bounced back pretty well. Mike Woodson said practice on Tuesday was kind of a gut check, gut check practice, uh, and the Hoosiers responded to the bell and came out just absolutely on fire all over the place. Um, they were as impressive offensively as they've been all season, and that's not even taking a effect that they give up 17 points to Penn State. Uh, A same Penn State team that beat them a couple weeks ago, frustratingly. Honestly, that first half made that Penn State game on the road even a little more frustrating. But nonetheless, it was dominant. The bad news was that during that half, Rob Finney goes down with an injury. Uh, It was an odd injury. Uh, It was just past the midway point of the first half. It was an ankle, lower leg injury. He defended a dribble drive. Uh, planted his foot a couple times, didn't really see anything, shot goes up, and he was kind of grimacing as the shot was going up. Uh, He got the rebound, but even then, he was already in some sort of pain, took a couple dribbles, and literally could not make it up the court. Uh, They call a timeout, and he could not put weight on it uh, going off the court, had to be carried off, did not come out onto the bench in the second half. Uh, After the game, Mike Woodson gave an update both on Rob Finnessy, and then I know a lot of people, myself included, expected Christian Lander in the second half, and he just didn't play, which raised a lot of concerns about what is up with him if he can't even play when Finnessy's hurt. Here's the quote Mike Woodson had after the game. Uh, in regards to Finnessy's in- injury, don't know right now. He's got to be evaluated probably sometime tomorrow, and somehow we have to get Christian Lander ready because he's not able to play either. That's why he didn't play tonight. We've got to get one of them back. Uh, In regards to why Lander didn't play, quote, it's strictly physical what's holding him back. Um, Lander has been warming up, has been dressed, has been in his uniform each game. But I'm not one to call Mike Woodson a liar by any means. So certainly he's not healthy right now, which would explain why he's not uh played some maybe but specifically on Wednesday would explain why he did not get on the court in the second half especially in a blowout so uh the Hoosiers went from having a lot of depth at point guard because they have a five star recruit that isn't playing to suddenly that potentially being an issue going into Maryland in a couple days uh two days in fact so it's going to be something to keep an eye on but um We don't know what's wrong with Fennessey in regards to his leg injury. We have no idea what is holding Christian Lander back. So Hoosiers are going to need one of them moving forward because um, Fennessey's injury did not look great. Uh, He's had a calf injury throughout the year, but it did not really look like he was uh, holding his calf. It looked more like he was holding his ankle. So I don't want to speculate on any injury, though. We will wait until... Uh, We find something out. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be able to get you updated on tomorrow's episode. But after that injury, the Hoosiers had a bit of a letdown in the second half. I wasn't quite as bothered by it. Um, Honestly, I mean, it was expected. The Hoosiers were shooting the ball at an unsustainable but fun level in that first half with the the three-pointers they were making, the shots they were making. Honestly, that's how I would describe that first half was – unsustainable but fun so there was always gonna be a a regression to the mean for the Hoosiers and a positive regression to the mean for Penn State. Uh Penn State outscored Indiana. I believe it was 40 to 28 in that second half. Um kind of made things interesting at the end. It never really felt that close. Uh but I wasn't too bothered by that. There was gonna be a letdown or a let off even at some at some point that just it's kind of the nature of college basketball. Unless you're a truly, truly elite team, you're, I mean, IU wasn't going to beat Penn State by 30 points in a Big Ten game, so wasn't too bothered by that. If you put in a first-half performance like the Hoosiers did, I'll allow a little bit of a let-off, uh, let let-down, whatever you want to call it, in that second half. So I wasn't too bothered by that. Um, the Hoosiers still won comfortably on the night, and um, that 74-57 scoreline, Ultimately probably is a little bit fair, though it, it really doesn't tell the story of how dominant IU was in that first half. There were a number of people that stood out uh, in how dominant Indiana was, uh, led by Xavier Johnson, who we, we are going to give some props to, give some flowers to, because certainly has been a long time coming for him. Uh, we will talk about him and a couple others, uh, but this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com locked. Head to netsuite.com locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses netsuite.com slash locked. I want to thank you guys again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Reminder, we are free and available on all platforms. Three players we're going to talk about today are going to be or is going to be started off with Xavier Johnson, who uh, was really, really good against Penn State on both ends of the floor. Honestly, Uh, he finishes with 19 points on 7 to 12 shooting, hit all three of his three pointers. Uh, Race Thompson also hit both of his three pointers as well. That gives you an idea of how good the Hoosier shot. Add in Tamar Bates, who knocked down both of his. Uh, <laughs> that won't happen. The Tamar Bates, Race Thompson, Xavier Johnson are not going to go 7 of 7 from three in a game again this season. Uh, but Xavier Johnson uh, scores 19 points, 7 to 12 shooting, six assists, four rebounds. A block and a steal. The block was an impressive one on a layup attempt. Took it to the other end, uh, coast to coast there. But we talk a lot. I'm guilty of this. I don't want to don't want to sound like I'm blaming others. I'm guilty of this. Talk a lot about what some of these players can't do, especially when it comes to these guards, Xavier and uh, Rob Finnessy. We've talked a lot this season about their limitations, what's held, held the Hoosiers back. Uh, There are limitations, and maybe these guys aren't perfect fits for what this roster needs. doesn't mean that they're not talented. And I think Xavier Johnson has really kind of turned around maybe some of the perception about him uh, throughout this season. He is – I was trying to think of the last time IU had a point guard with this just kind of – this much dynamism. That was hard to say. This dynamic, let me rephrase it and say it that way. This dynamic, explosive, athletic, just uh, ability to get to the rim and just kind of control things, do things himself. In many ways, it's not a like-for-like comparison, but it's probably the last time the Hoosiers had this was Yogi. Before that, it'd be hard saying, but uh, just the ability to beat guys off the dribble, to get to his spot, to get his shot. His spot is almost always at the rim, but um, he does so much for the IU offense in terms of his ability to get to the rim. Um, he's still a good passer, especially when he has things going. That opens up things as well that um, maybe sometimes we focus too much on what a player can't do instead of what they can do. And what Xavier do- Johnson can do is what he did on Wednesday night. Uh, he's going to be extra, extra important if Fennessey is hurt for any period of time, especially if it's any sort of extended period, uh, and especially if Christian Lander is unavailable, because if he's unavailable, it's going to be real interesting to see what the Hoosiers do. Uh, we've seen Trey Galloway run point a little bit at times, maybe more minutes for Tamar Bates. He's He can be a bit of a ball handler, but uh, I'm not going to speculate on that until we have an idea about what Rob Fennessey's injury might be. Next person we can talk about, I haven't really talked about him a lot in terms of this kind of glowing light, at least lately, um, but Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, he's had a couple kind of off games a bit, uh, that Purdue game, obviously. Nobody was good in that Michigan game, but on Wednesday, Trace was incredible, so much fun to watch when he's playing like he was on Wednesday. 15 points on five of eight shooting from the field. Uh, five of six shooting from the line, six rebounds, four assists, four blocks, and a steal. No turnovers. Man, it, it is an absolute blast to watch him play. Um, he is such a, a multi-talented player. We, we've given him all the glowing praise all year long. Anything I say is just repeating, but it's worth repeating because, man, this guy is so good. He can score in so many ways offensively with the ball, cutting. He had some alley oops. He had some dunks. He had some uh, some post moves, some finishes with that left hand. Uh, he had an incredible cross court pass out of a double team in the first half uh, to Parker Stewart, who buried the three. Uh, that was when the Hoosiers were really just absolutely rolling. He was a part of that. His ability that we we've we've said so many times doesn't force things. He, he he always has, it feels like a perfect balance between knowing when he needs to go get his shot and when he needs to take what the defense is giving him and find the open man. Uh, he did that more than a few times on the night. Uh, he had a kick out to Tamar Bates real quick when the uh, Nittany Lions doubled. So he's always aware of what is going on. Just an incredibly smart player. Can't say enough things about him. Uh, and. Man, it is. I, I'm glad we get to watch him, and I'm glad that we still have uh, however many games left of him—a dozen or so, uh, maybe more than that. I'm not entirely sure. But enjoy these games because he's a special, special player. Uh, kind of an unrelated ESPN's Draft Express, which is kind of the the top projectors for the NBA draft, released their updated mock draft on Wednesday. Had Trace Jackson Davis as a mid-second round pick, so. Should be able to watch him in some capacity at the next level, but that's down the road, and we're going to enjoy him in Bloomington and in uh, Cream and Crimson as long as we can. Last player I want to talk about, he's been getting a lot of praise lately. I thought he played really, really well on Wednesdays. Jordan Geronimo. Grace Thompson got himself into foul trouble a little bit, and uh, early in the second half picks up a quick third foul Jordan Geronimo comes in. He ends up playing 20 minutes, uh, most minutes off the bench of anybody. And uh, he almost played as many minutes as Race Thompson. Statistically, he didn't necessarily do a lot. It was two points, four rebounds, uh, a couple blocks. But I really liked watching him play alongside um, uh, Trey Jackson Davis. It was basically the starters plus Geronimo in place of Race Thompson. Um, so certainly kind of the, the biggest minutes in that regard that he's gotten, he fit in perfectly. I thought nobody's going to be able to replicate kind of the, the glue guy, do everything nature of what race Thompson does. But Jordan Geronimo was really good and, um, just like insanely athletic. The block he had the end of the first half, um, where he chased it out into the corner, to. Absolutely eviscerate a shot, uh, knocks it out of bounds. The Penn State player goes crumbling to the ground as the shot clock expired. So, no foul there. And I, I tweeted it at the time. He's a vicious shot blocker. Like he he is not one of those guys. Trace, I think a lot of times is it's really like smooth with what he does when he blocks shots. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Geronimo comes in and just vicious is what is the word I would use he also had a wild kind of chase down block from behind on what looked to be a wide open layup slash dunk in that first half as well. so wanted to give him a shout out for some big minutes tonight playing with the starters. Uh, of course it came in a second half when they were well ahead, but those minutes matter all the time and his minutes are trending upward um, should be noted Michael durr did not play on the night. Coach Woodson was asked about it and simply just said coach's decision. Uh, We saw this somewhat similarly with Parker Stewart earlier in the year. It was a one game thing. Matter was dealt with in house. Nothing happened of it. And Parker Stewart is uh, all he's still a starter. Nothing changed after that. So I don't know if this is similar, but uh, on a night when Michael Durr wasn't there, Jordan Geronimo played a ton of minutes and. Uh, played really well and is only earning more and more minutes, I think. So shout out to him. Uh, sh- shout out overall to Race Thompson, too. I mean, 18 points, 6 rebounds, uh, a block, a steal, 6 of 10 from the field. He was really, really good, too. But I really wanted to highlight Jordan Geronimo because we don't talk about him quite as much. Uh, we'll be. That'll be it for the basketball uh, talk for today. Uh, we're going to preview. I use gaming at Maryland tomorrow, and hopefully have a Rob Fantasy update. But uh, I wanted to save the last segment to talk about football in the Big Ten because there could be an interesting change that gets rid of the divisions uh, moving forward. So we're going to talk about that and see uh, why this alliance with the Pac-12 and ACC might lead to good things. Uh, Bet online though, would like to wish you guys a happy new betting year. As we continue our march to the playoffs and behind, the Hoosiers covered and then some on Wednesday. I believe the line was eight when we mentioned it on Wednesday's episode, so uh, doubled up the line almost. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all your sports wagering action in 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using the promo code locked on to get started whether it's football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games, uh bet online has all sorts of amazing offers for you guys in 2022. They're the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. I keep telling you guys about this amazing app. Please download it. It's a lot of fun, uh not maybe not necessarily fun, but it's really easy and saves you money. So I guess that's fun. It's called the Get Upside app. Uh, my listeners right now are getting cash back every time they fill up their gas tank. Just download the Get Upside app, uh, find the gas station you're going to go to or the nearest one to you. You can look up prices on there. Uh, use the promo code SCORE to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill up. Find that gas station, claim the offer drive to the gas station, check in, fill up your gas tank. um, And then you're going to get money back into your account within, uh, I believe they say 48 to 72 hours. Mine was in my account in 24 hours. There's no catch. That was uh, what I explained to you is exactly how I did it. Uh, No catch. Uh, Just download the GetUpside app. Use that promo code score. You guys can cash out Uh, get money into your bank account, PayPal, e-gift cards for Amazon or other places. You can do that at any time. So this is literally just saving you money on gas. We all hate paying for gas, but it's something we have to do. So just download the GetUpside app, get some cash back, use that promo code SCORE to get up to 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. That's promo code SCORE on the GetUpside app. Big 10 might be ending the football divisions Uh, hip hip hooray. Uh, That is a cheer you hear all around Bloomington. Uh, I am. We, we certainly spent a lot of time discussing this year, the big 10 or excuse me, the IU football schedule, how absolutely brutal it was. What if I told you we don't have to play Ohio state, Michigan, Michigan state, Penn state every year. Big 10 might be changing it Uh, on Wednesday, uh, Scott Doctorman of The Athletic spoke to Iowa Athletic Director Gary Barda, who also served as the chair of the College Football Playoff Committee in 2021. So, a very influential person when it comes to college football, when it comes to the Big Ten. He said that the uh conference has had discussions on um how many games, Big Ten games it would play, and eliminating divisions altogether. Here was his exact quote. We've had several conversations. One of the things that we're watching is whether it's related to the alliance, referencing the one with the Pac-12 and ACC, which we're talking through and or what gives us the best opportunity to have the most success in the college football playoff format. We're wondering if we're going to know what the format is before we have to make that decision. So we're kind of waiting to see where that lands. But we have had active conversations about the schedule beyond 2022. What those conversations have entailed. There are serious discussions about the Big Ten ending divisional play. And taking away one right now, uh, they play nine conference games you play your games within your division and uh, three cross divisional matchups they this would eliminate divisional play you would play three opponents annually and cycle through the other 10 teams every two uh, or either every other year or you would do two years on two years off whatever that mechanism would be uh, importantly though you would be ending divisional play Please, oh, please, oh, please, please have uh, the Big Ten do this because we, IU, IU fans are tired of playing in the East Division. Uh, If this alliance, which I mocked when it came about because it certainly did not seem like they had much of a plan to it, if this leads to the end of the divisions in the Big Big Ten, I am all the way in. And this change would serve to reduce uh the amount of conference games so that you could play these cross matchup uh games within the alliance it would basically open up a week that you could play a pac-12 or acc team in the schedule Uh, you wouldn't have to play one of the conference games and instead would play one of these opponents from the these other conferences It seems like the easiest way to kind of facilitate playing in these uh, cross-conference matchups with the Pac-12 and ACC. I am all for it. Please get rid of us playing all the the Ohio States, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. Everybody in the Big Ten East has to be in favor of this because it is brutal year in and year out what that division goes through. Uh, And you saw this year, I don't think IU was 2-10 bad. They weren't good, but if you put them in the Big Ten West, they're a 500 team, maybe with an outside shot at a bowl game. Unfortunately, they're in the Big Ten East where they're just playing college football playoff contenders week in and week out, uh, whether in non-conference or conference. So get rid of these. The word serious discussion in here really makes me think that this is something that could happen. Money talks. There's money to be made. If Big Ten teams are paying pa- playing Pac-12 and ACC teams each year, um, and the fact that it could have it wouldn't happen in 2022, or at least it would happen would be 2023. But I am sign me up. I'm all the way in on it. Certainly seems like it would be something that would or that is likely. Uh, it would make sense to get some of these big teams. Your Clemson's playing. Your Ohio States playing. Your USC's. Now that they have Lincoln Riley um, things that your Miami's playing Miami and Penn state can renew that rivalry from the eighties or whatnot. So it makes sense. Uh, Go ahead. Let's do it. Sign me up. Let's get rid of these, whatever it takes to get rid of these divisions because I am over it. So if anything else comes out about that, we will certainly uh, update you on that. We'll be back tomorrow to preview. I use gaming. It's Maryland. Hopefully have some more information. On Rob Finnessy Now for your second listen today, head on over to the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. Thank you guys for all the support, even on the days I forget to uh, post the podcast when it's supposed to go up. I'll be sure to have today's up on time. Uh, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, Leave a rating and review if you can. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great, great Thursday in LEO.